One minute you're punching the guy, and the next you're scoring the game-winning goal in overtime in Game 7 to take your team to the conference finals. Hello everybody, this is the Rant Man, David Stearns, here for the Hockey Week in Review, and for the Hockey Rant with David Stearns, doing a little podcast edition to recap pretty much the finishing touches to the round leading into the, well the conference finals yes folks we're coming down to it and our conference finals have been decided most of them by game sevens uh so last night we had the finishing game between the carolina hurricanes and the boston bruins and the detroit red wings and the anaheim ducks so who came out on top well scott walker did that's for sure scott walker just four days after punching aaron ward with a little sucker punch with his right fist uh, yeah, he totally had Tim Thomas beat as he got a puck out of the midair with about just under two minutes to go in the first overtime frame, the only overtime frame, mind you, in the Game 7 3-2 win for the Hurricanes last night as, well, the Bruins were looking for a little hope here and trying to come back from their 3-1 to series deficit as Carolina had a couple opportunities to put them home. And, well, they did go home. And, um... Boston, well, they're going to stay home. They're done. They are setting up their tea times uh, probably tomorrow. So anyway, yeah, the Boston Bruins are knocked out. The second number one seed to go down. Well, the only remaining number one seed. Yeah, Captain Obvious. Okay, so yeah, Boston's out. San Jose's out. How about that? All right, so we have the only top remaining teams right now would have to be in, well, the order of number two, Detroit Red Wings in the West, and then you got your, well, number fours uh, remaining here with the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Chicago Blackhawks. So very interesting turning event, uh, turn of events as Carolina is the number six seed that's suddenly coming out of nowhere. Uh, dramatic fashion, of course, last round with Carolina beating out uh, New Jersey there in a tight contest. Uh, you know, just uh, all in all, the Carolina Hurricanes are the comeback kids here all of a sudden as a lot of you know, color commentators like to call them a team of destiny here. I don't know if that's the right word to use just yet, but it was my pre-playoff prediction to have Carolina go up against Chicago in the Stanley Cup Finals. Of course, I have Chicago winning that one in six games. But, yeah, that number six, it's always a good default number, I tell you. So anyway, yeah, last night, it's all over. Uh, the Boston Bruins left their fans <laughs> very disappointed. Sorry, Boston, but Maybe it just wasn't meant to be. And we set up on the other side of things. I mean, obviously, Carolina going up against Pittsburgh. This is going to be the Battle of the Stalls. So we have Eric going up against Jordan. Now, that could be very interesting. Jordan hasn't produced much uh, thus far into uh, you know the Pittsburgh Penguins playoff run. But Eric Stahl has been a very, very big force for the Carolina Hurricanes. I mean, I, there was a statistic saying that whenever Eric Stahl scored, uh, apparently the team won. But last night was not the case as he was held without a goal. But still, he is a force to reckon with. And whichever Stahl brother comes out on top, well, obviously he's going to the Stanley Cup Finals. So can't get any more obvious than that. On the other side of the coin in the Western Conference, a classic matchup here. The rivalry is back. We're revisiting the matchup that we saw on New Year's Day at uh, Wrigley Field. The Chicago Blackhawks are taking on the Detroit Red Wings. This one should be a great series. Uh, I can already tell that, you know, the young kids in Chicago are ready for this, and then the older, you know, more seasoned veterans there in Detroit, uh, I, I think their team average age is something like 36 to 37. 
So uh, John Baranowski pointed out that every year it goes up. Yeah, I know. So anyway, yeah, Detroit, Osgood's got his work cut out for him. He's going to have a bunch of young kids firing the puck at him, and he's going to be busy. Okay, John Taves, uh, Dustin Bufflin, I mean, these guys, you know, Pat Kane, the list goes on and on. Marty Havlat, he could bury the puck, you know, and Pat Sharp. These guys are ready to go. But on the other side, we do have the Detroit Red Wings who have been, you know, they, they saw their struggles against the Anaheim Ducks, and, you know, they had it pretty easy in the first round against the Columbus Blue Jackets. I mean, <laughs> a sweep. What more can you ask for? But you just got to take a look at it this way. The, the Red Wings, with... The Stanley Cup experience that they have, obviously nothing's changed much from last year. Okay, so just looking at their roster and how they stack up as far as experience, Pavel Datsuk has two Stanley Cup rings, Lidstrom with four rings, Rafalski with three rings, Holmstrom with four rings, Darren McCarty, well, not really a force to reckon with, but he's got four, Kirk Maltby with four. I mean, you got all these rough and tough guys, you know, towards the back burner. But uh, Tomas Holmstrom, I mean, Johan Franzen's been doing amazing things for this team yet again. Last year, he proved himself. This year, he's taken on the big contract, staying with Detroit for, I, I think it's 11 years. So this guy is setting himself up to be a part of something special. And can Detroit make a repeat run at the Cup? Well, it looks pretty good right now, but they have the young kids in their way in Chicago. I keep saying young kids in Chicago. Well, none, well, all but three people on that team have no Stanley Cup rings on their fingers, okay? The only three are Andrew Ladd and Sammy Paulson, obviously coming from, uh, you know, coming from the Ducks, and then Nikolai Habibulin, all right, uh, down there in Tampa Bay. So these guys are fresh. They are young, and they are ready and eager. Their last Stanley Cup, of course, in 1961, okay? Think about that, all right? This is quite exciting for them. It's been years. It's been 48 years to be exact, okay? And, you know... The Red Wings, they're they're just still on fire, and I think it's all carryover from last year. But the way things finished out with Detroit beating out Anaheim last night was amazing. I mean, just leave it to Dan Cleary to, you know, finish things out, you know. So pretty much it was a tight one all the way to the end. You know, a few remaining minutes, suddenly the winners put in the net. What more can you ask for? Well, I could have asked for that one to go to overtime, too, and make it as dramatic of a night, you know, that it was with even Boston and Carolina going to overtime. I still think that it would have been perfect to have two Game 7s on the same night to decide who's going to the conference finals. I mean, that would have been amazing. But, uh, you know, taking a look on the other side, you know, the the matchups that we have here, Chicago-Detroit, the history between these two teams and the rivalries is going to live on in this series here. And this one has a potential of going to seven games. Eh, the se- the season really, you know, makes no difference as far as who won the most games out of the six matchups between the two. But just looking at how tight things were between them, aside from New Year's Day, of course, it, this one's going to be dicey. I'm still going to go with Chicago, Carolina, with Chicago winning it. I mean, I the Detroit Red Wings, they proved that they were human against the Anaheim Ducks. And they were just, they found themselves in very tight situations. They did come out on top, obviously, with the Game 7, though, against the number 8 seed. So, will they struggle against Chicago? I think they will. And there's a lot of reasons, and I can go on and on and on about them, but I'll save it for the show for Hockey Week on Sunday. So, Pittsburgh and Carolina, Chicago, Detroit, those are your conference finals matchups. And I think that goaltending is also a very important dynamic here. 
uh, Marc-Andre Fleury versus Cam Ward. That is going to be very exciting. I mean, if you thought that Marc-Andre Fleury versus Simeon Varlamov was exciting, well, this is probably going to be just as promising of a series to watch for goaltending. Uh, Chicago, Nikolai Habibulin and Chris Osgood. There you go. Two very experienced goaltenders. Hobby Bullen's been around for a long time. I mean, I remember his days back when he was with the Winnipeg Jets. I mean, and then Chris Osgood. The years and years he's been in the league with the Red Wings especially and also his you know stint in St. Louis too. I mean, this is going to be a, a conference finals that you will never forget as far as goaltending goes because these four goaltenders know what they're doing. And I mean, just... The, the, the young goaltending out of Cam Ward and Marc-Andre Fleury is going to be fun to watch. And then the old veteran goaltending from Habby Bullen and Osgood, that's going to be just as exciting because Osgood still plays like he's a kid, you know. And Habby Bullen, out of nowhere, he's their go-to guy. At the beginning of the season, I actually thought Cristobal Huey was going to be the go-to guy, but then again, things change. And Habby Bullen's back at it again. I mean... Just the dynamic with Chicago, their defense. I like their defense. Detroit's got some great defense. That's going to be a very defensive uh, series. But when the puck does get on net, expect great things out of your goaltenders. And the same can be said on the opposite side with Carolina versus Pittsburgh. The offense from Carolina, you have guys like Stahl, uh, not so much Brindamore anymore, but uh, Stahl, LaRose, I mean, uh, UC Jokinen. Then you look at Pittsburgh with Malkin, Crosby, and maybe Stahl will show up this series. But just all around. I mean, you got a lot to look for in these series. I think more of the offense is going to be coming from the Eastern Conference and more of the goaltending and defense is going to be coming from the Western Conference. And that's traditionally the way it's been for the last decade. You know, it's always the offensive firepower out of the East, the defensive hard-hitting, uh, great goaltending when it needs to be there in the West. I mean, this, it, it, it really does resonate what I saw Probably not so much, uh, I guess I could draw some sort of comparisons to the 2007 Stanley Cup Finals, uh, you know, just the way that, you know, Ottawa was stacked offensively, and then, you know, Anaheim was full of defensive, tough, rough, beat them into the boards kind of play, but still put the puck in the net. Just looking at the dynamic between the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference, a Chicago versus, say, a Pittsburgh series, that would be... That would be intense. I mean, the young kids going head-to-head here, uh, you know, that last year and the year before, you know, Rookie of the Year winners. I mean, just to have that come to fruition would be amazing. But Carolina versus Chicago, there are so many unknown known, or known unknowns in that, you know, potential Stanley Cup Finals. But Detroit versus Pittsburgh again, now that would be something. And, I mean, to see that go to seven games would be just as equally cool. But this... I, I'm going to have to go with my gut and go with what I, well, not really my gut, my gut instinct of what I said before the playoffs started by saying Chicago and Carolina, and that would probably be the best matchup you can possibly ask for as far as, you know, meeting expectations of just excitement and unknown territories there. I mean, as far as Detroit versus Pittsburgh, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get exactly the same intensity as you got last year, and I, I think that, you know, the Pittsburgh fan base is definitely energized about how far they've come after an uncertain series against Washington where they went down 2 to nothing and made this huge comeback. This is where teams get hot at the right times. And, I mean, that's the thing, though, with Carolina, too. 
Carolina, you know, went ahead and then they started backing down a little bit, gave Boston a chance to come back and tie the series, forcing a game seven, and then they propelled themselves forward and into the next round in the conference finals. Same thing happened with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh found themselves down and then propelled themselves forward. I mean, this is going to be fun. And with that, I will leave you and bid you adieu. We will talk to you all real soon on Sunday, a new edition of the Hockey Week in Review, and Hockey Rant with David Stearns will be coming back right after both Game 1s on Sunday and Monday. So we will talk to you all real soon, and this is the Rant Man signing off saying, Don't Stop Believing. This is play style. Wearing that number one, wearing that kind of equipment, looking at it, Matthew, reminds me of an archer survey. That could not be a good thing. <laughs>